This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. It's Independent Writers Time. How you guys doing in the chat room as well as Ruku? Yes, Insane Throttle TV is on Ruku now. Make sure you download that channel, add it, whatever the hell you do. We have a special guest on tonight. We're going to be talking about some motorcycle helmets. And I know a lot of you guys out there are motor vloggers. You're going to have to check them out. I actually have uh, one myself that I use. Uh, I have uh, it hooked up to a comm system. I have to hear China Doll's mouth half of the ride, but uh, I do have one. It is a modular. I love the damn thing. So we're going to have uh, Jacob on from ILM. He's going to show you a bunch of products and all that good stuff, talk about uh, the processes. We also have a 10% off discount code, Insane Full Throttle. Make sure I'll be putting that up in uh, the chat room as well for you guys. So here we go. Jacob is in the house from ILM. How you doing, Jacob? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. No problem, man. We're glad to have you and stuff. We got the rest of our crew on for the show. Uh, we got Graystar, J-Man, Dark Soul, and Bedlam. They're going to be jumping in as soon as uh, we get this interview section going. They're going to ask some uh, questions, uh, the whole nine yards. We already have a lot of people in there. Greg, I have an ILM modular with a Bluetooth. Love it. Good to hear. So tell us a little bit about ILM, the company, and uh, how long you actually been with ILM? Well, uh, that's a long story. I, uh, I started with ILM doing freelance work for them back in 2017. And then I started officially working for the company uh, this year in August, August 1st. Uh, awesome. So the owner and I have been friends for... Uh, quite a while. And um, much like Bedlam, I majored in art in high, uh, in university. So I uh, did a lot of video work for them previously. Rock on, man. Rock on. So ILM, what's it stand for? 
It actually stands for I Love Motorcycles. The, the owner of the company is just passionate about riding. He's passionate about motorcycles and he's passionate about safety. And he couldn't think of a, a better way to um, illustrate that outside mm. of just saying, hey, ILM. I love motorcycles. I love motorcycles. I did not know that. That is pretty, you know, pretty cool, man. Now, you, uh, what is, do you have your own uh, manufacturing plant? Do you import? Uh, what kind of stuff are we looking at as far as that? So as far as manufacturing goes, we um, work with some different uh, factories. And currently we are... Uh, working on on it having a uh a better design to our helmets because right now our helmets are a little bit uh generic in their design so we're pretty excited about some upcoming designs that we do have as far as the the manufacturing goes we work with some different um factories for that one we don't have our own factory yet is that something that you're going to be looking to get into is getting your own manufacturer facility boat bucket ilm for sure man you guys got a, a lot of fans out there that's good to hear man a moto vlogger right there but is your uh plans in the work for a manufacturing plant i asked specifically this question to my boss because i thought it'd come up today and the answer to that is for the time being no because not having to ha uh, keep upkeep our own factories is one way that we're keeping the cost low on our helmets. Uh, it comes with other problems, but you know we're willing to work on those problems. Uh, if that changes in the future, I'll let you know. Rock on. Now, I know uh, the big name in motorcycle helmets in the industry is Bell. Personally, I can't stand it. Uh, you know, I can't, you know, see spending 500 bucks on a helmet unless it's a smart helmet. And that is something ILM is going to be working on, which is really cool. What is the difference between yours and Bell's? The difference between ours and Bell's would be maybe small aesthetic touches uh, is how I would describe it. If you were to safety test our helmets next to Bell's helmets, chances are they would be very, very similar in their safety capabilities. But Bell has had a lot more time than us to refine the smaller things. You know, the, the little button, the way the button feels, the way that the liners clip into the helmet. And so uh, that's something that we are currently working on refining uh, because we want to be in that bell level of refinement with our same cost bracket. Rock on. Now you're uh, coming up with some cool, cool design for your helmets right now. And you got actually got one with you. Yeah, this is our, we call this one our Z501 design. It's just a full face helmet. And this is uh you know, the Joker, we've got the Joker here. He's going, ha ha, he got some skulls and it says bang. Uh, this helmet comes with the mirrored visors as well as a mirrored tail fin, uh, but it also comes with a clear visor if that's what you're into. And almost all of our helmets have the, uh, the dual visor on the inside that retracts up inside there. So uh, yeah, I this helmet in particular is one of my favorites simply because of how light it is. It is 
almost in the bracket of a carbon fiber helmet for lightness. It's just a little bit heavier than that. And it's, it's not a carbon fiber helmet, but that's what I like about this one personally. What's the price breakdown on that uh, helmet right there? A lot of people are saying they like that one. It looks cool. Right. That one is uh, $129.99. So it's, I mean, it's very reasonable to be able to buy it and give it a shot and see if it's something that's your style. We have a couple of different, um, couple of different designs as well, not just that one. Okay, well, let's go over the different models you have, different designs uh, uh, that are available. But let's check out some of your inventory right there. So I'm just sitting here with a table full of helmets. This helmet is, I would say, our uh, flagship helmet. This helmet is, we call it the 902. It's a modular helmet, so it folds up. And uh, you've got a nice little fin on the back and then an LED light. And this helmet comes in two, well, it comes in three different styles. You have one without the LED light, you have one with the LED light, and then you have a Bluetooth version, which I'm thinking you either have the, that one or the, the 953 model, which is also a modular Bluetooth helmet. Um, and then, one thing that's really nice about our helmets is the shells are all the same size. So when you purchase our helmets, we know you're purchasing them online. And uh, if it's the wrong size, you can just give us a call and we'll send out new liners to you because the helmet size is dictated by the inner liner of the helmet. Um, so, you know, we've got some, some modular helmets here. And then uh, this, this one. I would call this one our flagship uh, full face helmet. Like as far as getting a standard full face helmet, that's not that, that's very similar to what you would get from a Bell helmet. Uh, this is our one two nine helmet, and the, my favorite part of this is the visor removal system because all the other helmets it's pretty convoluted, but this one you just push the visor in and then you push the helmet out or the, the, I'm sorry, the visor out, and it just pops right off, which is really great. And like all of our other helmets, we've got the dual visors. But then I know that there's a lot of people here who prefer not a full face helmet. And so uh, we have two different versions of these helmets, which are half helmets. We have a, a matte black version. We have one actually with an American flag on it. And then we have the glossy black version here. And these also, we like to just hide visors everywhere we can hide them because we think it's, it's cool. Um, and then let, we kind of get into other types of helmets. Like this one would be more of a dirt biking helmet. Um, and if this is our three quarters helmet, we call it the 726X. And the great thing about this one is the front face pops off if that's not something that you're looking at and that you don't want. Uh, we're also really into being able to open and close your vents to, so you can choose how much air gets let into the helmet, depending on if you're riding, you know, in the winter or in the summer. And then last but not least here, I'm going to pull out uh, this helmet. This one we call our 606V helmet. 
And we actually make two versions of this one, a modular and a non-modular. And uh, this would be your dual sport helmet. So if you want one helmet that can go for dirt biking, uh, as well as motorcycle riding, then you would get something like this, which uh, actually this particular helmet, we almost never get any complaints for. Um, also the padding on the inside is, let me see if I can show you this. This stuff is just like very soft, very comfortable when you're uh, riding for a long time. Thanks for that, Jason, that donation. And he asked, uh, do you make a helmet for someone with a husky size head, like almost 70 centimeters? 70 centimeters. Yes, actually, we do. We have one helmet that's similar to that uh, full face helmet that I showed you, the 129. We call it the 129DV. And that helmet has a, it starts at triple XL and then goes up to a quad XL size. Well, there you go, uh, Jason. Uh, they do make a helmet for that. The other thing I'll say uh, is head. all of our helmet head shapes are oval round. So if your head is an oval shape or a round shape, it should fit you. Rock on. Uh, I'm going to open up uh, the discussion, get some questions in from the rest of the Independent Writers panel. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Graystar. We usually go around the table. That way we're not stepping all over each other. Uh, we're practicing, guys. This is only their third show, and uh, they're doing a kick-butt job as it is. So, Graystar, what kind of questions you got for uh, Jacob? I'm curious as the timetable for the smart helmet, seeing that that's, I mean, it's twenty going to be 2022 soon. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody wants technology. Right. Well, the timetable for that is going to be a minimum of a year, I would probably say two. And the reason for that is we don't want to just rush a smart helmet. We don't want to give you something that is... Uh, poor quality and has a terrible interface <laughs> that you're working with. Cause with that smart helmet, uh, you need to be able to use it fluidly while you're riding. Otherwise it's going to put you in danger. Yeah. So that's a, uh, I would say a minimum of a year, probably more like two. Okay. Bedlam. Uh, what you got? I know you're one that, uh, really don't wear helmets uh, you got to make sure you unmute yourself but uh us old guys uh we're really uh really hesitant about wearing helmets uh especially uh our generation and i know you're my generation bedlam so uh he's also a graphic artist if you're looking behind him man a nice insane throttle independent writers deal <laughs> You're going to have to unmute your mic, uh, Bedlam. There you go. On the subject of smart helmets, what do you guys actually plan on integrating into them? I mean, as far as, uh, I mean, everybody's doing cameras. Everybody's doing noise reduction, you know, active noise reduction or trying to. I mean, what are the plans for, you know, you guys? Well, um, to be honest, I would... We, we've talked about, and I'm not on the R&D team, but we've talked about having things like uh, an actual heads-up display 
that is a retina heads up display. So it's a little thing that comes out and just in one eye, you would be able to see things like your rear view camera, things like that. Uh, we are also talking about getting into the moto vlogger sphere in regards to putting 360 cameras on a helmet. So, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of motor vloggers who like the 360 experience, but hate trying to use the 360 app to try and get the shot that they want. Um, And so we're talking about one, how to do that. And also two, how to make that experience as seamless as possible. So that as you're riding, as you're stopped at a stoplight, you could upload something as quickly as possible. Um, Yeah. So those are the, the two innovations that I would say would hopefully uh, differentiate us from the average smart helmet. J-Man. Uh, my question is, uh, as far as quality, um, is your helmet comparable to um, the hundred or $250 Harley Davidson helmet that I bought that I found online? The same helmet, it's called an Arrow or something. Uh, it was uh, $69, and I paid 250 at Harley. Is your helmet comparable to that, or is it better? I would say that my helmets would definitely be comparable to that. The The only difference would be the Snell certification that I'm assuming Harley would have gotten for their helmet. We're working on those Snell certifications right now for our helmets because we understand that's something that riders really look into. But if you look into certifications even more, it's... there's not really one set standard. Um, I say that our helmets can, can stand up to that because one, we actually have our own testing facility and we pre-test our helmets. So before we send it to the DOT center, and actually a lot of our helmets are also ECE um, compliant. So we pre-test to make sure that when we send it off to the ECE facility, we know they're going to pass. So Quality and safety is something that we definitely take very seriously. And I would put our helmet up against that Harley-Davidson helmet any day of the week. Well, my question uh, for J-Man is why did you feel like you had to go with a Harley-Davidson helmet? Is it the quality, the build, uh, the confidence in the name? Uh, like the helmet that he was showing, this helmet does have the removable face. Uh, they called it the pilot, um, and it did uh, it did intrigue me at a rally. And, uh, the wife said, "We got the money, buy it." So I bought it. <laughs> Rock on! Uh, next generation. Before I get the dark soul, uh, next generation beaten. Uh, he was just thinking out loud, and he would like to see some sort of lighting system for nighttime rides for safety. If you see them, uh, you know, that type of deal. Do you got a uh, safety mechanism with lights uh, over at ILM? We do. That's uh, our 902 helmet here. And this, I don't have the batteries in here, but this just has a real simple LED. Because it's so simple, the batteries last for forever. And you just hit the little button and it turns on. It's got some different blinking modes, so slow blink, a fast blink, and then a completely, uh, like, a it's just on all the time mode. Uh, and currently, this is our only helmet that has that nighttime LED safety feature. Rock on. Dark Soul. 
So you, you say you you test your helmets and stuff to, to meet the specs. Have you tried to test to, to exceed those specs? Absolutely. That's for us, it's exceeding exceeding the specs is meeting our own standards. If if that makes sense. Because um, we don't want to one, I, I feel like if you send if you just meet it and then you send it, there's a chance that you might not pass. And so um, I, our, our testing facility isn't near me now, but when I lived closer to the testing facility, it was, uh, I would walk in there and there's just helmet shells everywhere and they've got dents in them and, and, and things like that. And lots of scientific writing for our R&D team as they're trying new things to make sure that everything meets that standard. There is a uh, video that is actually uh, actually Graystar uh, sent uh, in our Discord server going around about the ILM helmet. I think it's a bunch of crap, uh, but what they do is drop it off a three-story building with a watermelon in there. That's like scientific, if you call it that. Uh, I think that it did good during the first drop, and everybody knows that once you once your helmet hits the ground it's retired put it on the wall i don't know if you've seen that uh, stupid video but uh, you know i wanted you to address uh how you you know the testing uh how you put it through it i haven't seen that video how many times did they drop it three three off and of so, a three-story building and after three times they said oh man it's, it doesn't work yeah, the, you know the modular the chin mask okay. uh, broke off and stuff. It was just it was retarded. It it Absolutely. you know the first one uh, it, you know it saved the uh, the watermelon, but after that it it mm -hmm. just got ridiculous. But yeah. I want the people to know what is the actual process of testing these helmets instead of some Yahoo on YouTube doing something like that. Right. So actually, the test has three stages. There is a low temperature test, an average temperature test, and a high temperature test. So you actually uh, start out and you freeze a helmet. Actually, you freeze maybe three or four because like you're talking about, once you do one test on that helmet, it's done. The EPS foam inside is cracked. There's no way to put that together. Um, and then there's, let's see, there's the penetration test where you set the helmet down and you have a spike and you raise that spike up and you drop it. And that's supposed to simulate like your head hitting a rock on the side of the road as you crash. Then there's the impact test, which is where you have a simulation of a head like a watermelon, but it, um, you actually have like a metal head bust that gets put inside the helmet. And then the helmet gets dropped from a certain height and hits a um, and and hits a, a flat surface, uh, and so you do that. And then there's uh, I think one or two more tests, but you do that with a frozen helmet, you do that with a regular helmet, and you do that with a hot helmet, just in case you're riding in different temperature. You know, you leave your helmet, let's say, on your bike seat while you go into the restaurant, it heats up. And then you get on your bike and you crash almost immediately. Well, your helmet temperature surface is going to be really hot. And that could potentially uh, make the helmet less safe. 
So we do all of those tests at different temperatures to make sure that they, that the helmet is still safe. Rock on. Uh, Graystar, go second round. Um, I'm just going to say that I'm going to have to invest in buying one of these just because of the name. I love motorcycles as well. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad you like it. And seriously, it's like, I feel like if you invest in a $500 motorcycle helmet, you've got to love it. Uh, But investing in an $89 helmet, you can try it. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's okay. You're not out 500 bucks. That's something that I personally like. And actually, I'm, uh, I'm taking my motorcycle certification here uh, in two weeks. And I'm going to be riding with these helmets because I, I can't, in good faith, sell uh, or talk about these helmets without using them myself. Right on. Rock on. J-Man. Um, I just, uh, I got nothing right now. Move on for now. <laughs> I know Bedlam. You do. Hey, come on now. <laughs> I was, uh, okay. In regards to you guys' modular helmets, do you guys plan on like shifting them to where, like, there's a uh, what they call an L S two out, which I personally like that the chin goes all the way back. Would the company actually debate on trying to make something similar to that? We can discuss it for sure. I, I've only seen uh, the mock-ups of our new helmets. I, I don't have the specs on what they're supposed to do. But I do know that two innovations that we want to make is one, having the modular go all the way back, or yeah. two, being able to actually detach the front face. Okay. And as far as, you know, and I, I got one other thing, too. I know you guys are probably using battery packs for the lights on the back. Is that going to be a recharging system for those helmets to have those back, the lights on the back? Or okay, is that so going to be solar? Or what, how are you guys working that? <laughs> our Bluetooth helmets have their own rechargeable battery. And mm-hmm. it's that way because um, the Bluetooth like system is in the battery. Now, our helmets that just have the LED on the back, it's just yeah. a double A system. So you just put two double A batteries in the back and okay. that's it. It doesn't have a rechargeable system yet. Okay. So all right, yeah. Dark, Dark so you got something going up on there, man. It looks Uh-oh. like you got to turn your mic oh, on. got the LS2. Turn your mic on. Yeah, here's the LS2 right here. It's sleek design. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. they got the Bluetooth file integrated to it. But this is what Bedlam was talking about. The whole thing goes all the way back and it's out of the way. And my deal. And it also has the, you know, your, and your visor. comes down with your your advisor too. So in essence, another thing, or you can run it with, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the padding is awesome. Now, I got a good deal because I know some buddies that, you know, in a couple of dealerships here around town. Usually this helmet sells about five hundred bucks. I got it for three hundred fifty. They basically got it at cost to give it a try out when it first came out. And uh, but that's what Bedlam was talking about, you know, where it goes all the way back and, and it sits for kind of deal. So that's the deal. But the other part, the downfall with these, you get it at 
this locking system, I mean, I mean, it plays a little bit and stuff. That's where this is where the downfall is. If you ever hit, you know, you hit right here. Mm-hmm. Now the LS2 is geared, you know, with metal gears in it and stuff to kind of add the support to it. But like I said, this is pretty heavy. It's almost close to five pounds. Uh, sitting on top of your head with everything. So, I mean, if you if you can integrate something like that, you know, and still shave the the weight off of it, you know, it'd be excellent. Mm-hmm. I know Shuey has something. Shuey has something similar to it too. Do you, do you have a stormtrooper outfit to go along with that helmet? <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, the only time I wear that. Is, like I said, is when it's uh, pouring down rain uh, and. Uh, in the snow and winter, you know, when it's starting the winter time, and there, uh, but and that's the third thing. Or if my wife's on the back because of the intercom system. So Other than that, I I wear my half shell. You said uh, that it had a metal gear. How does that work in the rain? Does doesn't when metal get got, rust? No, it's it's all sealed in there. It's all okay. one big piece. It's all sealed. Uh, Jacob, Mike Thune in uh, the comment section, he has a question. Where are all the modular test hits of redu- uh, reproducing an accident or LB force hit to the nose? Those things always feel like they wouldn't do good in a crash. Right. Um, you're right. The, the helmets have to be hit in all different places. So the penetration tests a lot of times are done along the the head of the helmet but then we do also the way that the the test is done you can put the helmet you know like this and drop it um of course with the modular you're always going to run a risk to, regardless of manufacturer that the chin of the helmet is not going to be as strong as the rest of the helmet and so i know a ton of people and they just refuse to use modulars because they're feel like it's unsafe personally i i feel like um i would i would wear this helmet without any second thought what is it rated for um that modular as far as speed you know what can you expect out of that helmet say at a 65 uh, mile an hour uh wreck uh to be honest i'm unsure of the rating on speed I know that as far as uh, the DOT is concerned, it, it will perform its duty. It will keep you safe. Actually, the, the f- third day on the job, you know, I just started back in August. I get a call from a guy and he said, hey, I was just calling. Um, could you please call me back? So I called him back and he goes, oh, I I'm, just have a second. Let me tell you this story. I was driving at night, coming home from a friend's house, and I had this huge crash. A deer came out in front of me. I slid. I smashed into a tree, and I was just laying there on the side of the road. And thankfully, somebody driving by saw me and called an ambulance. I actually lost use of the right side of my body, but I was wearing one of these helmets. It was the 902 modular helmet. And he said, um, the doctors kept asking me what, what brand helmet I was wearing because I should be dead. I, <laughs> the way that my head hit the ground, the helmet should have actually split open and my head should have 
uh, hit the ground again and I should have died, but the helmet held intact. And that's not the only story that I've actually gotten. I've gotten one other one of people who have worn our helmets, been in bad accidents and walked out, not unscathed, but alive. Their head was kept safe. Uh, Boat Bucket, uh, he's actually a moto vlogger. And something that's really important to moto vloggers is wind noise. Absolutely. Uh, uh, can you address the wind noise on that one? I know with mine, I don't have much with it, uh, mm. but as far as your other models. Yeah, actually, the amount of wind noise that you hear from your helmet would be the amount that all of our helmets have or less, if that makes sense. Um, right. I think our full face helmets have less wind noise just because there's no moving part on the chin that could possibly add to the noise. Rock on. Uh, you guys got anything else from uh, the panel or within the comment section? Uh, J-Man. The half shell helmet. Uh, mm -hmm. Does it have a warmth uh, thing for your ear? Yep. We got those right here. I'm, I'm, so, I mean the whole, the whole thing. Oh. See it? Yeah. No, we don't have the whole thing. So this would be more of a, a summer summer riding helmet. But this is as close as we get to a beanie helmet. So it's still pretty thick. I know a lot of people don't prefer that. They like something a little bit thinner. Uh, mushroom head? Yeah. Brain bucket. <laughs> Brain bucket. Brain bucket. Do you make any three-quarter helmets? We do. So we have that removable face, the, the one with the removable uh, chin guard. And then we actually make a retro, just like J-Man's bright, shiny helmet that he just showed us. Uh, we make a retro version very similar to that one. Rock out. Does that top piece come off? The yeah. visor? Yeah. yeah um, and it's adjustable. Okay. It goes forward and back. Okay. Rock on. Well, uh, if there isn't any more questions in the comment section uh, for ILM, there is a 10% off discount code that you can use uh, to get your own ILM helmet. Uh, insane Full Throttle is uh, the discount code. And uh, we really appreciate having you on, Jacob, uh, for this. I look forward to uh, talking to you about a branded helmet for Insane Throttle. I know a lot of people will love that one. Uh, but uh, anything else that uh, ILM wants to put out there in the public uh, sphere? I would just say that I really appreciate all of you guys talking with me and, uh, you know, giving me really good feedback on things that you would prefer to see in helmets, because that's our ultimate goal is we don't want to make a helmet that we think is cool. We want to make a helmet that one is safe and two is useful to the rider. So I really appreciate that. And the only other thing I'll say is if you message us on Instagram, if you call us, you're actually talking to me. Uh, and so if you want to, if you have any other questions, comments, concerns, any of that, feel free to go ahead. Our number's on the website, or you can find us on Instagram at uh, ILM Racing underscore official. 
So, and I'll make um, sure I uh, start getting you out on our platforms and all that good stuff. Uh, next generation got another one for you. Maybe you can add a built-in comb so the helmet head gets to look good. After Maybe you can have a haircut. One more thing. One more thing. Make sure you can uh, work on the peripheral vision part of it. You know okay. how some of these ones that cut off a good bit of your peripheral vision. You know, kind of getting that where we can get a full view. You know, when we're going down the road. Mm-hmm. Rock on. Important. Appreciate it. Okay, Jacob. Uh, appreciate having you on, and uh, it was a really good conversation. ILM is a good helmet. I have one for my uh, myself, uh, and everybody knows that it was hard to get me in a helmet. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> But uh, we'll catch you later, Jacob, and I'll be in contact with you on Instagram. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much. It's great to meet y'all. Yep. Have a safe ride. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. you. Want to take a quick break? We'll be right back. Okay, that was Jake from ILM. We really appreciate having him in the discussion today. They have a lot of great products. They really do. They got a great uh, product line, especially that Joker. What we're going to go do, and I got to put that in the uh, description box, that code for you guys. Go get you one. Uh, Bry the biker to actually make you look uh, better looking than you already are, man. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, what did you think of the presentation by uh, Jacob from ILM? I thought he did a great job. Very convincing. Yeah. Yeah. Timer. Yeah, and I'm really not a helmet wearer. I don't wear a helmet because I'm in Utah. We don't have a helmet law here, so. Well, we right. we don't have it. We don't have it here in Illinois either. But after Same my thing round, here in Pennsylvania. Jay man, Jay man, you had an incident where you absolutely will wear a helmet now. Can you talk about before the accident the way you looked at helmets? Well, before, um, I didn't wear a helmet most of the time, to be honest with you. And just so happened that day, I put this helmet that uh, I was showing that guy about the little vent thing from the back of the neck. And uh, it just so happened it saved my face because right through here, it got a little uh, gnarled up. I went down at 80 mile an hour and... Uh, it saved my face, so I was happy for that. And I'll never not wear one again. My daughter made me promise that day that it will always be on my head because she never hardly ever saw me with one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's a choice. So what was uh, your reaction after get you know, I don't know if you went to the hospital getting up from that accident, but looking at that helmet and what could have uh, happened to you if you didn't have one on? Well, what really, really made me uh, think about uh, the road rash, you know, all over the, the, my arms and I was just tore up bad. <laughs> and uh, 
it just I could just imagine, you know, I met a gentleman who was a, uh, a police officer and uh, he went down and landed on his face and he's nothing but full face helmet now. And he tore his nose off his chin. I mean, he tore his face up real bad and he had to have multiple reconstructive surgeries. And um, you just you got to look at the statistics on people who survive accidents with helmets against people who should don't, you know what I mean? It's, I did a show, uh, one of the big air biker ones on the statistics and it was like 5,900 people had died, uh, just in within five years. Well, that's one of the biggest things, and and I do believe everybody has the right to choose if they want to wear a helmet or not, and I think the turning point for me where I wanted a full-face helmet instead of just even a half-lid, and like I said, you know, when you're young, you're dumb, you don't want to wear them, uh, but that's our generational. Now it seems like all the younger kids want these helmets, which is good. Uh, but I do believe in the right to choose. But what happened with me was I was going to cover a poker run, and I seen a guy on the, laying on the ground after just making a left-hand turn going 15 miles an hour, and his head splattered all over the place. I think that was my turning point. Uh, Dark Soul, you wear one... That's usually what a half, and then for your long distance, I know you came to the rumble with a full one. Yeah, for the uh, rumble, I had my full face on. Uh, why for my long distance riding? Why do you go with just a full? Why do you go with the full face for long distance, but not short distance? Uh, it's a combination. Uh, there's times I'll wear my half one. Uh, you know. That particular deal, I had a long run and started out a little chilly that morning, and uh, I just kept it on all the way there. Uh, went all the way down to see J Man and uh, visited with him for a little bit, and before I head up to the Rumble, so uh, and I'll wear my half shell majority of the time. And it, this was very interesting deal, uh, but I did have an accident myself, and I did have my half shell on, and my half shell, not this half shell, but it was another one. Uh, I hit the back of it, and, you know, I keep one on now. Um, every now and then, I'm like five or ten miles, I'll not wear one. But like you said, it's a freedom of choice. And But 95% of the time, I have mine on. Mm-hmm. Bedlam, what would you say to those that don't believe in the right to choose and – they use motorcycle accident deaths as a way to push an agenda. Sure, being as far as pushing the agenda to wear them or not wear them. To wear them and try to make uh, helmet laws because you're in Illinois like myself and you got a lot of uh, representatives trying to push this helmet deal. Yeah, it's still... I don't agree with that. I still think it should be a freedom of choice, just like everything else. I mean, you get the freedom of choice to get put your leg over that bike because it's basically a full 
fireball waiting to go off, <laughs> you know. So, you know, that, I mean, the helmet ain't going to protect you if your bike goes up and you're on it. So that is my point on that. So, yeah, yeah we're just riding a bike that catches on fire and bed them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your helmet ain't going to save you. <laughs> well, he does, wear, he does ride a Harley, just saying. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, okay. I... I, I do, okay, let me put it this way. Before 2018, I was one of those guys that didn't ride with a helmet all the time, okay? My wife forced me to get helmets, period. I got two, okay? I got my half set, you know, my little beanie, my beanie one. And this is the actual helmet I got in a wreck in in 2018, Okay? Bounced my head three times off asphalt on a major highway. Okay. Still got the same helmet. Didn't crack it. Didn't do nothing. You know, because the only reason being is because my arms came up and protected my face and my, my arms took all the damage. My helmet never hit, you know, my arms took everything. Because I ended up breaking the, my thumbs and everything else. But uh, point being is, you know, it's still everybody's choice regardless you know on whether or not you're going to do it you're damned if you do pardon my french damned if you don't right. you know that's what they say so well, and then i mean i mean i don't only you know because i got hell i even got this one a full face but most of the time i only wear this one during the winter because it's just too too cold you know you're not going to wear a beanie when in the freezing winter you know below 30 degrees but everybody's got their choice on how to, what they want to ride and when, you know, so. What uh, would you, uh, Bedlam, you and J-Man say about the argument, once you get over 40 or 50 miles an hour, a helmet doesn't help any damn way. It just helps uh, with having an open casket. I'm sure you guys have heard that argument. Yeah, I've heard it. BS. BS. It, well, I don't care. Yeah. If, if you're doing over 50 miles an hour and you're not wearing a helmet, and you mm -hmm. go down, you're 90% more chance of dying. I'm sorry. Oh, I, was only, I was only doing 40. And I got 12 inches of steel in my leg now. You know? So, 12 inches of steel, pins in, my, pins in one hand. So, yeah, may not have had a helmet in those areas. But the hell, it did protect my head from bouncing off the concrete. I got to say, know? though, that... Um now that they are having smart helmets out there where you can actually see behind you and peripheral vision on screens i was watching some videos on it today i'm very intrigued i like it i think i might i found one for uh 600 bucks it's not too bad for a helmet i'm gonna make you guys jump up in a second hey i don't mean to step on anybody but i don't think that that retina thing will work because I can only see perfectly out of one eye and, and blurry vision out of the other. But Jay, your eyes are like this most of the time anyway. Your eyes are like this most of the time anyway. Hey, hey, watch me. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. You want to say something? I, I, I was going to say that I just got a call uh, from a guy that, you know, that's around the block from me. He rides, and he just spent $1,500. On one of the smart helmets. 
because he almost got into two accidents, two accidents because he did not see the, the it was all peripheral vision stuff. Right. And this guy's 65, I'm going into 70. Okay. And it was all peripheral vision is the reason because that's why, because of the extra cameras on the, on the smart helmet. That's why he spent the money to get it. They make one now that I found online for it's only six hundred bucks on Amazon. So that's well. He he ended up spending the money to get the Cross X One. Yeah. Two days ago, and he uh, won't get I, it. I, I just watched he, that one yesterday. Yeah. It, well, he won't get it for four months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dark Soul, uh, do you believe uh, with the advent of and this could be the rest of the panel, but I would like to hear Dark Soul's thought. With the advent of smart helmets, do you believe that helmet use is going to skyrocket at that point if it's a good price point? Oh, yeah, it will. Uh, it's one of those techie things that's coming out and it's going to be new. I just got to find out where I need to invest some stock money into it so I can make a little money off of it on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really intrigued with ILMs coming out with a smart helmet. Sooner the better for them, hopefully. But uh, their price point, I think, will be really good. Well, I think it's going to be really great for motor vloggers uh, to have the 360 camera mounted in it already. Yeah. The only problem with that is if you you know do go down and damage the camera, is the footage going to be lost or you know how they're going to do that? Good, something good for the insurance company as well. We're not you know we're not even yeah. talking about that. Aspect, but yeah, the safety aspect of it, you know, that should I'm, help with the insurance tremendously. You make a really good point, Hollywood. Why yeah. don't insurance companies give you a break if you wear a helmet? You know, that's something we should push at the abate level is getting insurance discounts for having a helmet with uh, a video camera you on it. You notice because they don't. I asked my agent about that uh, one time, and they said um, an organ donor doesn't need to uh, have, a, have a discount on insurance. And that's the way she put it to me. I was like, okay. So they, wow. they, they think that just because you're on a bike, you're an organ donor. Yeah. That's well, that's what a lot of people say. say. I've heard that. That's what a I, lot I, of I, 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 what do you guys consider a smart helmet? Um, I like that well, camera system where he gives you that preppulous. So that's my biggest piece. Well, that cross helmet that your neighbor bought apparently has access to the internet. So you can actually video, I think, up to two hours and have it all the way automatically go up to the internet. So if you do crash... You won't lose anything because it's up in the cloud. That's but, smart. But, well, hang on. There's he he liked that helmet, but then after I told him about the uh, one uh, Dark Soul posted or the videos with the, the the five, and I told him about that live map version of the CR. What was it? The CR one, I think it was, where it has the two vids. It's got two a two head up display on that one because it's got two cameras in the back. Right. If he would have, he said, if he would have known, if it, that helmet would have had noise reduction on it, active noise reduction, or he could add it, he would have bought that one. 
because just because it has a more range of view. Now, this because this, you know the uh, uh, Cross X One doesn't. So well, something that J Man brought up was sensory overload. Uh, do you guys think that's going to be a problem with smart, smart helmets? Um, I, at first I, I did, but after watching some videos, I think it's going to be just like driving a car. You're looking straight, but you have a rear view mirror. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I got one. It, I was talking to Dark Soul about this, I think, the other day. And my problem is with all this noise reduction and not hearing everything going on around you. Because now you've got all these vehicles as well getting padded, you know, to where they can't hear anything outside the car. <laughs> so they won't see you coming or hear you now. So well, and now, if a, and now if a rider's got the same issue because he's all padded up in the ears, you, yeah. you're definitely going to have accidents regardless. <laughs> Well, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's not when you crash, it, or not if you crash, it's when. We all oh, do. Yeah. It. it all happens. Yeah. What up, Dark Soul? Well, I, I, um, Jacob said with IM, they're talking about putting it right here in the eye. I, I'm not too fond of that no. one. You know, yeah. I like the, you know, where it's kind of up and out of the way. So you're not really, it's there. It's in your peripheral vision, so you're not constantly focused on it. So, it, the further safety factor of it and having the prevalent vision is a good thing, but I can't swallow 1500, so I'll just stick to my half shell, you know. <laughs> what about J Man? Uh, an ideal that I haven't heard from a uh, smart helmet a proximity warning, like they have on some of these cars. Uh, they do have that, uh, they do. I can they do, do have that, it. BMW. Do. And no, I'm and talking it. about on a motorcycle helmet for the motorcycle yeah. rider. Yes, yeah. yes, BMW. the CR1 has it. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know. If you, if a vehicle comes in 240 feet of you, it will send a signal through your helmet and let you know there is a vehicle yeah, nearby. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. You learn something new yeah, every day. BMW, the yeah, the BMW bike, uh, the tour bike just came out for the 2021 with the uh, the same system. It's got the radar system to give you a 360 degree you know deal, and it's all connected into to that bike. Oh, it's out there. Accidents happen so fast. That thing giving you a warning that a car is 240 feet away, that's less than two seconds warning at 50, oh, yeah. 60 miles an hour. It's still so, there. Yeah, but then you're going to be looking in your HT, you know, on your heads up, going, where the hell is it at? <laughs> Another thing that could be good is, you know, the flip down visors. Uh, they could have the heads up display on the flip down visor instead of you know where you see it all the time, just on the uh, one visor. These are new. Uh, it's a new concept for everybody. And well, it's just like uh, new motorcycles. You want to get the third or fourth generation. You don't want to get the first yeah, one. Right. Uh, but final yeah. thoughts on uh, today's subject, uh, guys. Graystar, you're up first. Well, I gotta tell you, man. I'm. I've been strictly no helmet since I live here, but every time I have to go into a state that's a helmet law, I have a fake dot DOT helmet that I put on. But after listening to everything and watching some videos today, I actually think I'm going to get me and mama some helmets. 
that's the way I used to think. Trust me, man. Now I won't get on a bike without one. It just puts you more at ease. And the what ifs, man. The what ifs are the bad things. Uh, but I'm a techie, so I'm going to have to go with the smart helmet. <laughs> oh, there you go. J-Man, final thoughts. Uh, I started out with this is my helmet. And uh, I ended up with uh, going motovlogging with the Senna and the the mount for the GoPro. So, yeah, helmets are the way to go. Saves your head. Bedlam. Yeah, I'm going to – I'll stick with my my mushroom cap hat, you know, for my short rides. And I think I'm going to start doing, you know, like Dark Soul. And when I go out for the longer ones that are hours (laughs) and hours – I'll go with my full face from now on. Rock yeah, on. I mean, better local. Local, you can get away with a lot more easier. You don't know what other people are thinking when you're farther further away from home. You know, so that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Dark soul. Uh, I pretty much said my piece about it between the uh, helmets. I'm very impressed with I am. I look forward to the new line that comes out, and I'm gonna have to give them a try and see how. It, I'll give you my review later on on TikTok. Sounds good, man. Uh, My final thoughts are, you know, I started off just like J-Man didn't want to wear a helmet. And there's certain type of events that lead uh, everybody to make their own choice about wearing helmets. I am an advocate of you have the right to choose for yourself. Me personally, I'd rather have a helmet on going 50, 60 miles an hour. Uh, then, uh, not anymore. I guess that comes with age, but, uh, we really appreciate you guys, uh, joining us for the show today. Uh, we have a great panel. It was great having ILM on as well. I'll put the discount code in the description box, uh, 10% off insane full throttle i guess is the discount code which is cool uh but anyway guys uh appreciate having you on and uh we'll see you next week for the independent writers